Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our bonus Patreon episode. Today, we are discussing our favorite episodes from season three. We uh, have done two and one in the past and our bon- or in our uh, trivia before that, but we are on season three now, uh, catching up quick to our current location in season five. How about we just go ahead and do a countdown and we reveal what our top episode is and see if we picked the same thing out of these <laughs> 23 episodes. All right, here we go. Okay. Three, two, one. Business Women's school. appreciation. Okay, you go first. Cool. <laughs> Great. I don't necessarily have a good reason for this being my favorite. I don't know that I need a, a reason. Um, I just think it's really funny. I think there's a lot of growth on Michael's end here. He makes strides in his feelings or negative feelings about Jan, which is really important for him character-wise. And we learn a lot about Jan in this episode, too. I don't know. There's just a lot of funny moments in this one as well for me. It's a travel episode, which you've said you like. I do. And I kind of am just now realizing as we're doing these favorite episodes per season that I tend to pick the travel ones. And here as well. And this isn't even necessarily because they leave, but there's just a lot of funny stuff that comes from that. Personal favorite moments from this we get the cold open with Dwight's demerit system and <laughs> Jim's retaliation on that, the full disadulation. We get Michael and Jan's safe word. Do you remember what that was? Uh, foliage. Foliage, which I don't, it gets me every time. I think that's really funny. <laughs> All of the penis talk is really just incredible. They say that way too many times in this episode. Floodlights in the parking lot and Dwight says, I know what you're thinking. Won't that just shed more light on the penises? Uh, stuff like that just (laughs) calling phyllis phallus i just it's it's you know elementary humor but it gets me the mix of humor and character growth in this episode i think is a really good balance yeah so this is the one that does start off with phyllis getting flashed in the parking lot and dwight has his whole task force that consists of him and him alone (laughs) (laughs) and this culminates in him being sort of framed for this, right? Yeah, yeah. This is where Pam yeah. does the whole prank where uh, she draws the wanted poster looking like Dwight. And Dwight doesn't realize it until Jim draws the mustache on the mirror in the right. bathroom. And that's how the episode ends with Dwight screaming at Pam. <laughs> yeah, Phyllis, um, well, Michael and it, and Dwight kind of commissioned Pam to be the uh, artist for this wanted poster. And Phyllis didn't really get a good look at him, and Pam didn't feel like answering phones, so they decided to kind of play this prank on Dwight, which is a nice bookend to the episode. I think just think it's a really well-written episode. Um, there's a nice arc to it. The beginning and end are about the flashing, but it's really Michael's kind of effort to show the women that he appreciates them in a sort of backwards way. Yeah. It ends up being, you know, a little sexist, but... Very inappropriate. Yeah, his heart is in the right spot. So it's it's sort of a, a, a good wrap-up of Michael as a character. He means well, but it right. comes off wrong. Yeah. Okay, that leads into my uh, favorite, or what I'm calling my favorite. I can never fully commit to this. But <laughs> I, 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 I chose business school. And this one has lots of laughs as well. From Ryan's opening comment, If you bring your boss to class, it automatically bumps you up a full letter grade. So I'd be stupid not to do it, right? Right? (laughs) He's doubting himself for just a second. Is this the right thing to do? Is it worth getting a full letter grade to bring Michael to my class? Hmm. But then 
as far as like the serious side goes, this episode has two of my favorite Michael moments. And the first one is between Michael and Ryan, where Michael has embarrassed Ryan at his class and vice versa with Ryan suggesting that Dunder Mifflin is a dying company with limited time. Ryan says it's not personal, but then we get a, a glimpse into sort of Michael's philosophy with Dunder Mifflin, which is it's business. It's the most personal thing in the world. Uh, we've seen that Michael uses work to form friendships or what he sees as his friendships. He doesn't have anything outside of work. Uh, this is his whole life. It is the most personal thing in the world to him. And then he asks Ryan to pack his things. We think, oh, no, Ryan's getting fired or, oh, yay, Ryan's getting fired alternatively. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then he says, no, you are moving to the annex with Kelly and Toby because a good manager doesn't fire people. He hires and he inspires and people will never go out of business. And so it's, it's a glimpse of Michael just being a boss. Those moments are so few and far between. And not only is he just being a boss, he's being a boss to Ryan, of all people, somebody he'd normally let things slide for. So I like that he ha takes a serious tone with Ryan and really uses this as a teachable moment. This is the most personal thing in the world. This is how seriously I take my job here. And you need to sort of refocus on what you think is important while you work here. And it's kind of a genius punishment to send Ryan to the back with Ryan's least favorite person and Michael's least favorite person, <laughs> uh, Toby right. and Kelly. He knows, I think, that Kelly will drive Ryan insane. And <laughs> to Michael, being near Toby is a punishment for anyone. So one of the brief uh, genius moments that Michael has. And then the second moment I wanted to mention was the one between Michael and Pam, because this is also the episode that has Pam's art show. Uh, and he's the only one to show for her. Uh, and he's highly complimentary of her, her art. Right after Roy sort of emptily compliments her, oh, you you got the best art of all the art. Like, who cares, yeah. Roy? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> and then she overhears Oscar and Gil, and they're there, but they're not there for her. And they're talking about her lack of courage and her lack of honesty and, their, and her motel art is what they call it. It's so offensive. And I don't think they necessarily mean to hurt her feelings, but they do. Michael shows up and he straight up says he's proud of her. I mean, that, that's huge. He's proud of her. He's so impressed by her drawing of the office. He says, these could be tracings. <laughs> and he <laughs> offers to buy it, to display it. Not, not just buy it for himself, buy it to show it off because he's that impressed and that proud of her. And it shows not only how much he cares about Pam, but also how much he cares about his job. He says, that is our building and we sell paper. And so he, he's using it as a showcase of the beauty of the office itself. So we're getting a lot of deeper stuff from Michael in this episode. That is one of my favorite, probably in the first half of the series, one of my favorite Michael is kind moments. He genuinely loves Pam. He appreciates her as a person. A lot of times we see him, you know, hitting on Pam, calling her cute, whatever. But this is a moment, this is a genuine, proud almost almost fatherly moment. He's just very proud mm -hmm. of who she is as a person and her ambition. And it's kind of where he realizes that she is very talented outside of her job with him. He kind of realizes in my eyes that, he, that she has a life outside of the office and that she's a whole person, you know? And I, I do love that moment with, with the two of them. Um, and it really, I mean, Pam gets it too. She, she sees how touched Michael is that Pam would take the time to create art from Dunder Mifflin that it affects her too. It's, it's sort of a mutual appreciation there. 
And then just a few smaller scenes to mention. This is where he says, may your hats fly higher than your dreams. (laughs) And he rips (laughs) apart the one guy's textbook. (laughs) And he throws the candy bars at everyone. You need something to sell. A a thingamajig, a hoosie-wetsie, or a whatchamacallit. And he just tosses it. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure one of these just hits somebody in the face. He says, you need to have those, sell these in order to have a payday. If you have enough, you'll make a hundred grand. And are you satisfied? Here's a Snickers bar. <laughs> uh, so I, it's, it's a, that's a pretty clever moment, I think, even though it's so over the top and nobody's into it. And then you've got the whole, the bat subplot leading to the climax where Dwight entraps Meredith in a trash bag with the bat, which partially leads to the events of Fun Run. So we get some Mm -hmm. future ties in this episode as well. And it's just a lot of fun. It's directed by Joss Whedon. It's the only episode directed by Joss Whedon. So it's got its place in the upper echelon of Office episodes, I think. Did you want to mention an honorable mention? or? uh... Yeah, I'll mention it. I went with safety training. Okay. Uh, What did you go with? Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. I considered that one as well. It, yeah. These are, I don't know. I went with last week or last season. I sort of went with the funnier episodes to me. And this time mm-hmm. I went with a little bit more of the, the serious episodes again. I sort of flip flop between which ones I want to highlight. But this one we see Michael truly struggling with his mortality. This mm-hmm. is after Daryl's told him he leads a soft nerfy life and Michael doesn't like that. So he goes to prove that the office as a workplace has some dangers which basically amounts to depression. Isn't that just a fancy word for feeling bummed out? (laughs) Dwight, you ignorant slut. (laughs) Ah, one of the great lines. And that culminates in Daryl talking him down and saying, you know, you're braver than I am. You wake up every day knowing full well that you've got to be you. And I couldn't do it. (laughs) You brave heart, man. Michael just says, I brave heart. (laughs) I brave heart. Which is such a great, um, it reads like a compliment to Michael and Daryl knows that, but it's, Kind of a giant diss. Yeah, say. it's like a backhanded you have to compliment. Wake up. Yeah, but he knows that Michael isn't going to um, pick up on that backhanded part, just the compliment part. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a really good one. And then we've got the fun betting subplot with, with yes. uh, them betting on how many people a year lose their arms to bailers or how long they can get Kelly to talk about Netflix and what things she talks about within that, or whether Creed notices him switching his apple for a potato, and then finally Kevin's 10,000 to 1 bet on whether or not Michael's act is real. So both of these episodes, lots of serious moments, but lots of those really fun moments too. Ben Franklin, I don't have a whole lot to say on it, um, just that the pure ridiculousness of it is (laughs) so... It's so outrageous and it's so funny. The idea of bringing in strippers to a workplace is so, (laughs) so classic The Office, you know, like what's the most inappropriate thing we can do? Bring in strippers. Great. We're going to do it. And the fact that, you know, the men get a real stripper and the women get a scholastic speaker, Ben Franklin, is just just perfect. Um, The fact that Angela is kind of into the idea of a scholastic speaker as a stripper is hilarious. Dwight thinking... There's a possibility that this is the real Ben Franklin. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a really fun part of it. That's great. Um, and then even just the cold open, Michael's film to his future son, where Dwight has to wear a bra and <laughs> Michael has no idea how to um, jumpstart a car, stuff like that. Just a crazy episode and um, one of my most favorites. Yeah, just a lot of secret laughs. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret <laughs> secrets hurt someone. <laughs> 
He addresses her as stripper. Say stripper. <laughs> I think he says, who knew the stripper was wiser than Ben Franklin or something like that. Kind of a creep, actually. Yeah, he's kind of a creep. And Ben Franklin, of course, having a crush on Pam. Just all around ridiculous. Well, cool. That wraps up our our thoughts on season three favorite episodes. Uh, We'll be back next time or eventually with season four. Uh, We might try and drag it out just because then we're caught up. And we won't be finished (laughs) with season five on the normal podcast for a little bit. So... Uh, We'll think of other ideas, and we're certainly welcome to more suggestions for bonus episodes. I know our friend Leslie has sent in a couple. I don't remember who else, but there's been at least one or two others who sent in ideas. And so we'll have to peruse those and brainstorm ourselves and see what we can do to bring you extra stuff every week, everybody. Thanks for listening, and uh, you'll hear from us soon. Bye. Bye.